Okay, with uh, Portia A. Cosby. Uh, she is the writer-producer of On Death Ears, played the drama film film festival. Really interesting film. Uh, I'm curious because you you wrote the screenplay. Is this uh, uh, a bi uh, like based on a story, uh, like a true story? Like I'm just curious because it's yeah, it felt so weird, uh, real when I was watching the film. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you asked that. So I have a daughter who has special needs, and actually, um, Amari Desiree, she's in the film. So the young lady playing um, Taylor, that's Amari, that's my daughter. Um, and so she does, she has, you know, some cognitive um, deficits and, you know, just um, special needs that aren't always very visible. And so that was the story I wanted to tell, you know, what happens in these spaces where, you know, someone has, a disability that isn't, you know, easily recognizable. Yeah. And then some of that grace isn't always given. And, and, you know, just disabilities that people don't know how to manage, quite frankly. So yes, came from a real place. And my biggest fear, unfortunately, you know. So this happened, you got pulled over. No, it's a, it's a, it was more of me thinking of what could happen because oh, gotcha. I am, yeah. yeah, yeah, I am a gun owner and, you know, the whole, like, you know, if you do try to be, if you're trying to be proactive and say, hey, just letting you know, this is what I have, you know, in the vehicle, I don't want any problems and how that could go left when you do have the best of intentions, quite frankly. Gotcha. And the, so the, the opening statement of your film is that, is that it's a great, I thought I would, I, I would have to teach my child about the world. It turns out I have to teach the world about my child. That's sort of the yeah. thematic of your film, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In, in many different areas, quite frankly, but yes, I wanted to focus on that and, and bring awareness to that in this film. And it's an unknown quote. So you, so you've heard, you heard it and then you don't know who. It yeah. Is. I've seen it in a lot of spaces, um, you know, of course online. And um, I, I just really, and I kept digging to try to see where it came from. And I still, you know, to this day, haven't been able to find it. And um, I was like, I have to include this though. Cause I, I feel like it's so powerful. Okay. So the, the premise is, is that, is that your the mom's driving with the daughter and then she gets pulled over and then the, the, the officer doesn't, has it doesn't has a misunderstanding of what the daughter is how the daughter's reacting, I guess, right? Yes, and he he has he wasn't as observant as he probably could have been um upon the initial stop because he thinks that the daughter has her mother's purse, which has the weapon in it. Gotcha. And you are and you does. are you are a gun owner. You said you're a gun owner? Yeah. And so you leave, yeah. like, I'm a Canadian ignorant, so I apologize. Uh, I, I, I've never touched a gun in my life. So Got it. But the, you, leave the, you, you leave your gun in the car? Some people travel with it. So, like, if you have a kid, well, nowadays, sometimes you don't even have to have a permit. But in most cases, the, um, the law is that you have a concealed carry permit. Or some people, if they don't have a permit, can keep the gun in the car in some capacity. But in this case, the mother had it in her purse which you can do, you know, if you have a permit in most states. Um, and so she had it, you know, just, hey, just letting you know it's here. Have no intentions on touching it or anything, but I'm letting you know it's here. Um, but that was only because she showed proof of her license to carry that he didn't ask for. The officer didn't ask for it. So okay. she considered herself being proactive. And she had it in the front with her. So it wasn't like, you know, the daughter had access, like direct access either. So it was, I have to ask, was it, was it intentional that the cop was also black as well? Very good question. Yes. Um, so I filmed this movie um, a year prior with a completely different cast, crew and everything, completely different team. Um, 
And just for multiple reasons, I just didn't like how it conveyed and it just didn't tell the message the way I needed it to. And it also had um, a white police officer at the time. So I wrote this back in 2020 where everything was very racially charged with the um, the the killing of um, George Floyd and like Breonna Taylor and all of that stuff. So there was a lot of that, I think, just subconsciously. And so um I went ahead and wrote it with a white officer in mind yeah. um, as time went on. Um, and after my director, when I got with a, a different team, he said, what, what are your thoughts on not having the officer, you know, be white? Cause it, you know, it could be very, it would, it would not, we felt like that would overshadow yeah, the actual, would, yeah. Yeah. you know? And it's like, it really does. It's not about race. It's about the misunderstanding of someone with, a disability, quite frankly, yeah. it, it, it would it would lead to a different connotation, like a lead to a different, right? So absolutely, and I think some people, quite frankly, rejecting the film before it even got started, you know, because they're like, oh, we already know what's going to happen here, you know, <laughs> and I didn't want that. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it, it's not really about that, but it's about. Yeah, it's also it, it, you have to admit it. It also it also is uh, it kind of like a reflection on officers. It's taking a shot. Against police officers in general, though, which is I don't well, I'll be honest with you. I didn't want that to be the case. We were very careful to not like we really the the takeaway should be who is to blame or is there someone to blame? Because at the end of the day, um, one of the taglines I say is nobody's listening. Yeah. <laughs> and for multiple reasons. Right. So you have, you know, the officer, you know, the the mother's trying to engage with him at the stop, you know, just a little bit. And he like walks off like, you know, she's talking in the middle of her sentence. And, you know, she's about to relay like, oh, yeah, you know, believe it or not, she's 18 to give him context. Like, you know, like my daughter is a special situation back here. Yeah. You know, she's back here kind of being erratic. And, you know, I don't want you to feel like she's making sudden moves. And that's a problem. Right. But he's missing all of that because he cuts her off. Right. And so then, of course, as the mom's at the back of the car. The officer is like, you need to listen to me. Stop, stop moving, stay here. She has her reasons for not. And then you have Taylor who gets out of the car and she has her reasons, right, for not listening or like really just her processing is different. And so it's not that she's just being a bad kid. It's just she's just not listening. So I didn't want it to be a shot at the police. It's one more thing to talk about, really, and yeah. say, is there is there even something that can be done? Is there certain training, right? And can they really account for all scenarios? Probably not all scenarios, but can there be a little bit more um, education so that they can attempt, right, to still, of course, protect themselves, but also protect the people, you know, who they're paid to police, yeah. quite frankly. You, you you said it better than I did. It's more about the system, I guess, than the actual individual officer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the macro to the micro, I guess, right? So yeah. yes, yes, there's a problem with 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 what's happening. Exactly. So you're a writer. You've done. You've written some novels. And uh, mm -hmm. what's your what's your uh, experience with the filmmaking world? So um, I wrote what became my first. I was about to say <laughs> screenplay, but what became my first novel? Um, I wrote that in ninth grade. And I wrote it, I guess I was, it was supposed to be a script. It wasn't, of course, in the actual format, right, at that time. But I found it um, right before my senior year of college. And um, the story still resonated with me. And I said, 
man, I still would like to make this into a movie, right? And so in what what was that, 2001, you know, it wasn't so simple to just grab a phone and go film. I don't even know that we had camera phones at that time just yet. So, yeah. And so um, I said, I want to learn how I would do that, right? And so I started thinking about film school. But in the interim, I said, I probably could write a book, though. Let me try it. And so that's how, you know, that my writing career actually started. Um, But so after I graduated uh, from getting my degree in kinesiology, (laughs) I went to Florida and attended Full Sail um, University and got my degree in film. And so, yes, so I I did. I wanted to learn the ins and outs. Um, And so I was not able to pursue it wasn't easy to pursue my career at that time, right after graduation, I was four months pregnant with my daughter um, as, as chance would have it. And so it's a full circle moment, quite frankly, for her to be in my first film that I'm finally able to produce and write, you know, and, and get out there. But um, yes, yeah, always been a passion. Um, just I've, I have, I've been barely able to do anything, just time um, with her special needs, really just having to make sure, you know, um, I have someone at home with her. You know how the film industry is and the schedules and such. It wouldn't really be ideal for me to work nine to five and then like, okay, now I'm off on set for potentially 12 more hours. And will my other job understand? So, you know, now I have a little bit more flexibility. She's older and, you know, just trying to get out there now and just starting with short content and building my reel from there. That's amazing. I like. I love that. And, and so, and so, you must. I must. One would assume you you learned a lot making this film. I did. I did. And and my director Ty Hunt, phenomenal. And and he actually is a full sale grad as well. So we met at a networking event online. Then it turns out we literally live in the same city here in Georgia. And so. Um, it just, it worked out, but I explained to him where I was with it. I said, I'm not one of those people who were like, oh, I went to film school. And so (laughs) I know what to do. I was like, I'll be completely honest with you. I haven't touched any equipment or done anything in film since I graduated in 03, really, you know? And I said, so I come in here humbled, but I still want to learn. So I need to be a part of these aspects, if you don't mind, and let's talk through it. I said, some of the stuff will jog my memory. And so he was so awesome in mentoring me through that so that I could get back into the groove of things. And did you ever think about like uh, wanting to direct the film or did you know that you you wanted to pass it on? I wanted to co-direct the first time around okay. um, with the first, you know, with the first group. Um, and, you know, I, I, I still didn't have my hands in it as much as I would have liked. And so um I didn't really get practice in that regard. When I met Ty and spoke with him in person and he had um, looked at the the original project and I wanted to get his thoughts and share mine. And he shared, he shared just instinctively what he would have done differently and not, you know, in a judgmental way, but he was like, you know, I think because we all pretty much know what the end is going to be. How about we start with the end? Right. And he was like, you know, I would probably push in here for the dramatic effect and I would do this and maybe try that. And I was like. I I trusted him to take the reins, if that makes sense. And I was totally fine with him directing the project. Ultimately, it would be nice for me to get into directing, but I have great respect for the director's mindset. (laughs) And I do feel like that's something that I would have to grow into and not just jump in and, you know, do it all. 
So you you brought up the ending. Uh, was it always going to end badly without giving yeah. too much away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, which was tough. I guess you're making. Yeah, and it was tough to write. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, but um, yeah. And I don't want to give too much away either, but you know, I think you would agree it's kind of open ended. But you know? I, could I ask, as a liberal Canadian, like, why do we even have guns? Like, why wouldn't it just if you didn't have a gun, wouldn't that be like just better? Um, in many cases, yeah. Like, I would never want to use my gun ever. Like, then why, then why do you have one then? I'm just curious because there's a lot of crime around here. I'm a single woman. Um, I, I'm around town quite a bit just for work and all of those things. And unfortunately, this world we live in, and the fact that other people have guns. Okay. <laughs> Other people, there's a lot of like sex trafficking and, and such here um, in the Atlanta area. And so, you know, there, there are things that are happening around, you know, um, and that in some way, you know, it's better to be prepared just in case. So the argument, the the point, I guess, is that, like I said, no judgment. Like I, because I, it's, no. yeah, it's just, we, you, you're you brought up in different worlds, different environments, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you are mm -hmm. who you are in a sense, but basically if basically what you're saying is that if the America, which will never happen, America says, Oh, we're going to round up all the guns. You'd be okay with that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. All right. I don't, I'm not some big enthusiast or, you know, yeah. you know, I don't know. Now I'm not, I'm not married to my, to my gun. <laughs> gotcha. Cause that, that's, that's another part of the aspect of your film, right? Because it's like, it's the gun that causes the conflict. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And like I said, it's just like, you know, how you think you're doing something that's going to help and it turns into something different. Like, you know, like she thought she was like, hey, you know, just being transparent here. And yeah. then the, the, now the officer's on edge, you know, and now when he sees movement in the car, now it's like, oh, wait a minute. Does this little girl have the gun? Another thing that I that basically is that is basically only tell the cop what they need, what 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 they're asking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it'll save you, like, especially if you don't have ill intent. She didn't have ill intent. No, that's the whole, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we live in this world. Right. So they don't need the, yes. they don't need to know what they're not asking. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of like there's a lot of things intent. There's a lot of things happening in this 10 minute film that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you. Yes. I'm glad you got that. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like I said, gun control, like about like mm -hmm. about communicating with a with a, a police officer. Uh -huh. and, yeah, so basically, your daughter. How was it? Your daughter's in the film, and, yes. and basically, and there's there's some dark moments. How was it seeing yeah. your daughter experience that in the film? Um, it was rough. Um, you know, like right at the very end, of course, right to yeah. to be part of that and see that. Um. I was so proud of her too. So like there were these conflicting yeah. uh, emotions, right? Um, just with, you know, just, you know, I just know like, you know, nobody wants to lay on the ground for anything. Like, you know, there's like ants and all kinds of stuff going on. And so I was proud in that regard. But yeah, of course, as as her mom, you know, it became very real in that moment, you know, and, and pretty tough. So it took me back to me not wanting to finish the script. Right. Because I, I'm just a, a believer that words have power. And, you know, I had to really, you know, go and pray about it because I didn't ever want to write anything that 
would come into fruition, quite frankly, you know? So, um, but yeah, it was, um, it was rough then, but throughout the process, it was pretty cool because um, I had always written the script, even when we had another actress early on, um, it was always written for the fixation to be these headphones, these earbuds, like that was always there. And um, when I decided, okay, I really, you know, she wasn't capturing the nuances, right, of someone with special needs. And that's fair. Like, I get it. And so I was like, well, what if I just put her in it? And I said it jokingly at first. And then I said, I might have to consider that. And then I'm like, well, I, I don't know if she'll remember the lines. And I was like, wait a minute, I could feed her the lines through the earbuds if I need to. And so it just all came together very well. And so I was able to do that. And there were plenty of times where she, you know, of course, after take three or whatever, she would go in and say the line herself sometimes. And I was very proud. Yeah. Very proud so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, the film stays with you for a while. I think that's your intention as well. Right. So. Yes, it is. It is. I wanted it to move people. Um, I joked that I wanted tears or emotion because I, I'm glad you said that it stuck with you. You know, I don't want to come in and like, you know, intentionally hurt people or make, make people sad. But I think if something sticks with you and moves you, um, you know, no, you don't know when it'll happen, but sometimes, you know, it may call you to a certain form of action. It may, you know, spark conversation with someone else, you know, where something like this may come up or just similar. It may not even be anything um, with a police officer or something like that. But if it comes to understanding someone um, who may think differently, take longer to process things or whatever the case may be, maybe somebody will be given that grace in the future. Yeah, it's it's all about education, I guess. Right. So Exactly. Exactly. So from a filmmaking standpoint, you went through the process. You went through like development, pre-production, production, editing. Yeah. And now you're talking to me with dis distribution. Yes. Do you have a favorite stage of the five stages of the, of the filmmaking process? Uh, oh, let's see. That's a good question. Um, hmm. I think, well, I will say production itself was very stressful at times. Um, I say pre-pro was pretty cool. You know, like putting it all together and, you know, of course, the writing stage was great. But then like, you know, OK, what props do we need? Like, I really like that piece. So like that was um, I think producing is where I really want to focus a lot of my efforts, you know, just, you know, and then how are we going to get the money? What are we doing about food? And, um, you know, I was able to approach certain vendors and, you know, make some things happen. It felt really um, successful on the front end. <laughs> I felt accomplished on the front end, whereas, of course, you know, you know, you can go and you can film and rap and everything. And you're like, I hope it's, I hope it's good, you know, but then you still have to go through all these other stages to see like, okay, did we do what needed to be done? So pre-production was very satisfying early on. <laughs> and then, so you're, were you in the helping out in the editing room? Were you looking at the, at the, the raw footage? So I got to see, I wasn't actually a part of it um, day to day, but um, Ty would send me, you know, well, first off the bat, Ty sent me the dailies. So that, you know, I could look those over and um, give my feedback, you know, on like which um, which takes I liked. And, you know, I was able to be a part of that. But he would purposely didn't want me to see um, the first cut until they got it to a certain piece. Like there were a couple of cuts before I got to see like 
what what was the first cut to me, you know. Um, but I appreciated that. And there were some elements that the editor actually wanted to add um, that he, neither Ty or I thought of, which I think really amped up the emotional quality of the film. Gotcha. Yeah, because it, was it in terms of the what you wrote and what the final product is? Is it close? Is it similar? Or? It is. It's, it's very close, actually. Um, you know, of course, you know, you always have those couple of things that you wish you could have done or made sure we got in there. But overall, um, I'm very satisfied with what we were able to put out and that people got the message. So when I saw the feedback from the audience um, and that was shared with me, what was most satisfying for me was I was like, they get it. Like, you know, the the feedback I got was like, I was like, great, thank you. They they get where I was coming from, you know, because obviously this story has been in my head for years um, and it means something to me. But to see that um, it meant something to others, complete strangers was like, OK, you know, and of course, after this is my first film after graduating, what, 19 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. almost so yeah you know I, I was just crazy when I say it out loud but yeah so it's been a long time coming and you know I think we all could appreciate some of that validation to a certain extent to where it's like okay this isn't you know I don't I don't have to like put this out and then stop because people are like I don't get it and this was not a good project you did it though like like it's easy like yeah. like you like you have to like don't underestimate yourself about the fears you had to go through and one would assume yeah. you know 19 years later to to kind of like get to like a, like accomplish what you just accomplished with this film it's like it's not easy it's not mm -hmm. an easy experience right like no, a lot of moving parts not. a lot of different people a lot of like like you know what i mean like we're not even just talking about oh. tone tone like kind of nailing the what your what the attention is is that it's like, it's easy just to say, oh, what I could have done this, could have, would have, should have, but you did it. And it's Thank not, you. it's scary, right? <laughs> that when you, yeah. the, first, the, the first film is always the scariest film, right? So. Yes. And, you know, it's like, well, they liked me, <laughs> you know, but I, I feel so good about it. I'm, and I'm glad that I worked with a great, a great cast and crew and you know everyone was so committed. And so it was very nice to see on, on day one, we were supposed to only be able to film this in a day. We ended up doing two, but um, we had to bring in some some crew at the last minute. And when the rain hit and it interrupted our day for um, the DP to say, so so what's next? What's what's the plan? I'm free tomorrow, but only from this window. But we have to finish this. And it wasn't like we have to finish it just because we have to finish the, the project. He was attached to it. And yeah. I was like, Oh, wow. Like, you know, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I knew I was with a great, great group of people at that point, for sure. I got, I also want to point out that uh, was it Brandy Grant? Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic job. Not an easy role. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so I wasn't out. Um, I wasn't on set um, at the moment where, you know, some of her most emotional, you know, um, dialogue and acting was taking place. And so when I did see that in the dailies, I was taken aback, you know, and I reached out to her like, you killed that. Like you, <laughs> that was amazing, you know, and, and I have to give her her props for that. She, she really embodied that role. So you're, you did, you got the film done. It's on the festival circuit, including ours. And we've gotten to other yes. festivals. I see you're just, you're on your way. And, uh, and be, yeah, so the, the first, like I said, the first film is always the, 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 the scariest and the toughest. The second film is the, is basically, that's where you show 
that's the that's the that's the that's the one that basically shows who you are if that makes any sense mm, that does that does and i'm and i'm really wanting to get to that point because i'm like okay do i do this one or do i try this one you know but yeah I, i'm i'm excited about it you know i think for me because everybody's like well what when's the next one or when are you doing it i'm like well when i have the money because <laughs> gotcha. the story's there it's just the funding at this point um but i'm thinking of you know how do i you know manipulate that right there are ways to you know how do i find the location to where i may not have to pay a ton of money for that and then we of course you know make sure we have money for you know um equipment, cast crew. Um, but I'm excited to do that. I'm just excited to build my reel at this point, you know, and just show my different forms of storytelling. Um, you know, everything won't be sad. <laughs> it won't always be dramatic, but that is where I thrive in drama, even with my books. And so in, in you're in the right state because Georgia is like, I've yeah. talked to so many people from Georgia these days, like, especially in the last couple of years, it's like, okay. they're, they're building up crews. They're building up like, uh, like, uh, like talented people, talented people are getting their, their feet wet, like basically doing like movie movies like this. And it seems like Georgia is mm -hmm. the place to be. It is, it is. And, and ironically, so I lived here between, I want to say 04 and 06. And I, I'm almost positive that Tyler Perry opened up his first studio right when I was like about to leave. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, you know, and of course, you know, like that's it's just not that simple. Right. To go and work at Tyler Perry Studios. But I'm like, oh, no, like and that's when like the industry was really getting big here. And um, I came back in 2013. And so, you know, it was still bustling, which was awesome, you know, because I don't. I don't see myself in LA. I don't see myself in New York. And so Atlanta is just perfect for me. You know, it's it's just enough activity, but where I live, I don't have to be right in the thick of it all. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing. Like you said, there almost everything is filmed here. There's so much stuff that's filmed here and so many connections that you can make here. Yeah, and well, they have to, well, you get the tax break, so you keep the make sure the that tax too. breaks keep going, right? So <laughs> both blue, uh, that's just my vote. <laughs> Becoming a swing state, right? So yes, or, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> and uh sorry, I didn't mean to say that. No, you're fine. You're fine. No. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting coming up here soon. <laughs> yeah. And no, but so but that's part of the tax break, so right? Keeping the industry booming, yes. telling the important stories, telling the diversity stories, that's what's happening in Georgia as well. And listen. Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry, say what you want. The guy, the guy's has created a legacy and he puts his money where his mouth is, right? Like he and that's he true. Jobs. He's a job creator. Let's put it that way. He does. Yes. And I can I can respect that for sure. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the film. Let's talk again uh, sooner than later. Thank uh, I know, you. I know okay. there's a lot of moving parts, money involved, but yeah. Awesome. I would love to. Thanks, Thanks for so having much. me. One, two, three, four, five.